Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, May 19th, two days after the conclusion of one of the best sports documentaries of all time, The Last Dance. Man, I can't believe how fast the five weeks went by. And to be honest, it really stinks that I'm not going to have anything to look forward to watching to on Sunday nights now. I don't watch TV as it is. Um... But now without sports and now without The Last Dance, like, what am I going to watch on Sunday nights? Uh, anyways, The Last Dance became became must-watch TV for many people, not just myself. And I'm sure that some of you are just like me, right? Just wishing, wishing there was at least one or two more episodes on Jordan and the 1990 Bulls, but there's not. The reality is, to quote Tony Stark, part of the journey is the end. Nevertheless, I have six more episodes that I'm going to extract wisdom and lessons from. I'm going to focus on episodes five and six today. And again, even if you haven't watched The Last Dance or even if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, you're good. Stick with me. All right. Trust me. If you listen to this episode with an open mind and an open heart, I guarantee that you'll get something out of it that will encourage and empower your life. So I want to start with a quote today from Socrates. And it reads like this. Smart people learn from everything and everyone. Average people from their experiences. Stupid people already have all the answers. Now, the reason why I share that quote is because it expresses one of my truest beliefs that we, if we choose to be smart, if we choose to be wise, have the ability to learn from everything and everyone. And everything includes not just going to school, taking classes for 15 plus years. Everything includes all that your mind takes in. The shows that you watch, the music that you listen to, the podcasts that you subscribe to, the books that you read. We are bombarded with so much information today because of social media and technology that we shouldn't be surprised when I say that as humans, we are greatly influenced by the information that we receive. The question, though, is this. What are we specifically learning from this information, if anything? Because there are nuggets of wisdom everywhere, but it's only the wise people that are able to get that. But don't let that scare you off and don't think, well, maybe I'm not wise. Who's to say you're not wise? The wise person is the one who looks and seeks after knowledge. So if you want to extract something or if you want to gain something from what you've read or what you watch, you have the ability to do that. Now, I'm not lobbying and encouraging you to look in depth at every form of information that you take in because maybe you're just not wired like that. Maybe that's just me, right? I'm the weird one. I'm the crazy one. I'm the one that, you know, will watch Blood In, Blood Out and say, hey, you know, there's a message right there. Anyways, I do want to encourage you, though, to not just listen to this podcast. Don't just listen to this episode carelessly. Don't just listen to my podcast carelessly. I want you to listen to it purposely and with the intent to take something from it that you can apply to your life today. Because today, not just for you, but also for me, right? Today, we both need information that will benefit us, that will give us hope today so that we don't fall into depression, so that we don't fall into despair. Today, we need information. Today, we need something that will strengthen us today so that when we're feeling weak, we don't give up. 
See, here's the thing. I, I truly believe this, that we shouldn't have to experience traumatic things to teach us important things about life. You know, there are some people who have gone before us and they've suffered so that we won't have to take the same path. Now, I'm not saying we're never going to experience trauma or drama because we are. But what I am saying is this, that if someone is giving you a map to show you the way, don't reject and despise it. Knowledge is power. And the last time I checked, you need power to make it in this world and not just physical power, but mental power, emotional power and staying power. Because many people, they start many things, they start many projects, goals and dreams, but they never see those things to fruition. They never see those things to the end and staying power. That's what so many people lack. And staying power is the ability to remain committed to your work and goals despite difficulties, despite fatigue. And guess what? Staying power, that's the one thing that is necessary to succeed in life. And sometimes life, man, I don't know about you, but sometimes life, me, I wonder, will it take me under? Now, let's talk about episode five, the Kobe episode. And what I just finished playing was a song by Nas, If I Ruled the World, that began the episode. And it was fitting because one of the highlights from the get-go to this episode was Madison Square Garden in New York City, right? And the importance of it to NBA players. And what better way to start the episode than by playing a song by one of New York's finest rappers, Nas, right? So what else stood out from episode five? No doubt, no doubt it was Kobe Bryant, who may he and his daughter Gigi and the other nine passengers who tragically passed away in January, rest in peace. But hearing Kobe share for the first time about his relationship with Michael Jordan definitely stood out to me because not many people knew that him and Jordan were close. See, there was always this misconception, right, that Jordan and Kobe, they simply competed with each other, right? And that was the extent of their relationship. Yet after watching Kobe speak of Michael in the documentary, we know their relationship was more of a brotherhood, which as Kobe shared in the documentary, provided me with some wisdom that I'm going to share in a little bit. Now, the next thing that stood out was the 1998 All-Star footage that was shown. It was cool seeing players, you know, from the 90s that I enjoyed watching playing basketball like Penny Hardaway, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Again, just great players from the 90s. But it was also interesting to hear how Jordan and the other players felt about 19 year old Kobe at the All-Star game that year. That little Laker boy, Jordan called him. And to me, that just made me think, hmm, maybe Jordan had this inkling, right, that Kobe was the next player to be the face of the NBA once he retired. And so the speculation about Jordan retiring continued in episode five of The Last Dance. And it had a heavy emphasis, right, on Jordan playing his last All-Star game and Jordan playing his last final regular season game at Madison Square Garden. And so in that game, I loved how the documentary showed how Jordan brought out his first ever pair of Air Jordans, right, and simply put on another masterpiece of a game in the Mecca that Madison Square Garden was. Now, another thing that stood out to me was the story of Michael Jordan and Nike and how much of an impact Michael Jordan's shoes, the Air Jordans, have had on our society. I mean, Nas even talked about having a pair of J's was like having a lightsaber, right? 
And as a kid who was raised by a single mom, if there was anything that I wish she could give me, right, for back to school or for Christmas, because those were the only two times I ever got something new, it was Jordan's. That's what I wanted. And there was only one time that she was able to make Jordans possible for me and my brother. And I believe she bought us a pair of the Jordan 8s, the, the shoes he wore in 1993. So in doing the math, I was 12 years old when I got my first pair of Jordans. And that was right when I was starting middle school. So, man, you know, I started middle school with some J's, right? I had to look fresh. I had to look nice. And what better way to look fresh or nice than to have on some J's? And here's a quick story, right? Another quick story about me with regards to the impact that Jordans have on me and how they connect to my speaking. Whenever I speak to students, middle, high school, or college, most of the time I wear Jordans. I just like to rock Jordans. And so last summer I was speaking at the University of Texas in Arlington at a youth leadership conference. And one of the ladies who was there with a group of students, and she had seen me speak before, right? Came up to me after I finished my speech and and she said, hey, you know what? I knew that had to be you, AC. And I said, well, how did, how did you know that? And she was like, because you're rocking the Jordan. So that's just, uh, I'm telling you, the cultural impact, right? That Jordan has had, not just on me, but on society, right? Because even to this day, right? His brand, the Jordan brand, the Jumpman brand, I mean, it's, it's just global, right? Anyways, another thing that stood out to me was the battle between Jordan and Clyde Drexler and how Jordan was pretty ticked off that people were saying that Clyde and him were similar players. And so the story goes, according to Magic Johnson in this documentary, that Jordan told him, tomorrow, when we play the Blazers, you know what's going to happen. And sure enough, what happened was that Jordan dominated. And he made six threes and a half, and he scored 35 points in the first half, which to this day is still an NBA Finals record. Now, the next couple of things that stood out was the Bulls winning back-to-back championships in 1991 and 1992. The Dream Team coming together as well. You know, they played in the 92 Olympics in Barcelona. And that's something that I always enjoy seeing, right? I love the footage of their practices and how much trash they talk to each other. That's always pretty cool to see. I also love when Magic talked about poking the bear, right? He talked about taunting Jordan and saying, hey, man, you know, we're beating you right now. We're playing in this practice. So if you don't turn into Air Jordan, now he should have never said that. Magic should have never said that because when MJ turned into Air Jordan, it was over. Magic and his team didn't have a chance. It was also interesting to see the scenes on Tony Kukoc, right, and how Pippen and Jordan and other Dream Team members treated Kukoc because Jerry Krause had this infatuation with Kukoc. Jerry was of the belief that Kukoc was the future of the Bulls, but Pippen and Jordan had to show Kukoc, look, man, if you're going to make it to the NBA, you're going to have to be tough. And to Kukoc's credit, he proved he had some toughness to him. Now, the last two things that stood out to me in this episode was Jordan's loyalty to Nike and his brand. And there was no way Jordan was going to represent Reebok. So this is how the story goes. And I clearly remember this, right? As I was watching this part in the documentary, I remember um, watching the Olympics and seeing Jordan, right? He, when they won the gold medal and they were about to get um, the gold medal, Jordan had the United States flag draped over his shoulder. And it wasn't just to pledge allegiance to his country, but it was to cover up the Reebok side. And so again, Jordan just being true to Nike. Now, the last thing that stood out to me in this episode were the race issues that Jordan talked about facing when he was growing up in North Carolina and that were also happening in the 1990s. 
which just made me shake my head and disgust because here we are in 2020 and race issues are still prevalent. People of color are still being discriminated against. And it just makes you wonder. It makes me wonder, right? Will things ever get better? And my hope is that it does. But here's the thing. And, and this is what I want to share with you guys, my listeners. Even if I can't control others because I can't and you can't control others, the only person that you can control is yourself. And the only person that I can control is myself. So with that, I say I can control my actions and I can do my part in treating everybody white, black, Latino, Asian, Middle Eastern with respect. And so that's the one thing that I stress to my college students. That's the one thing that I want to stress with you, that in order for race issues to get better, it starts with us having respect for others. Respect is key. Now, let's get into the wisdom from episode five. Are you ready? Do you have your pencil? Do you have your pen? Do you have your pad? Do people still take notes with pen and pad now? I mean, I don't know. I know. Anyways, but whatever it is that you have out there, just make sure you're ready. Here we go. Number one, number one. If you want success, never be afraid to ask questions and seek help because you only stop growing the minute you stop learning. I take this nugget of wisdom from hearing Kobe and his acknowledgement of how Jordan helped them become a better basketball player. Now, this story wasn't in the episode, but Jordan talked about one time how Kobe would text him at three o'clock in the morning and it was asking him a question about the triangle offense or how to do a certain move. You see, Kobe was committed to growing as a basketball player. And one of the ways that he knew that he could grow was by asking questions. And yeah, Jordan said, as he was recounting the story, that Kobe seemed like a pest at first. But once Jordan knew that all Kobe wanted to do was get better, he didn't hesitate to help him. Do you understand that you will find the things that you desperately seek after? If you want to be a better leader, if you want to be a better educator, if you want to be a better parent, you can find the help to get better. If you want to be a better businessman or woman, the wisdom and knowledge to do so is out there. The key is never stop asking questions and seeking help. Let go of your pride because success leaves clues, but you'll never discover those clues if you're too prideful to ask for help. Kobe wasn't too proud to ask Jordan for help. And for me, it was a beautiful thing in this documentary when he acknowledged the impact that MJ had on him. You know, I truly hate having discussions about who would win one-on-one and your fans saying, hey, Kobe, you beat Michael one-on-one. I feel like, yo, what you get from me is from him. I don't get five championships here without him because he guided me so much and gave me so much great advice. I don't get five championships without him. Powerful. Because the truth is that none of us are self-made men or women. We all have had help on our way to becoming a success. Now, nugget of wisdom number two. Always take good counsel to heart. Can you believe that Jordan didn't want to meet with Nike? How would his life have been different if he didn't take that meeting with Nike? Man, I can't even imagine that. But thank God for good counsel. Thank God that Jordan had parents who told him, look, you're going to that meeting and you'd be a fool if you didn't take that deal. You know, nowadays we pride ourselves on doing whatever it is that we want, like the thought that no one should be able to tell us what to do. But the danger in that is that we can't always see the whole picture. Therefore, it takes having people, good people on our side that can show us some warning signs 
or that can steer us in a certain way or that can encourage us to make that jump that will take us to the next level or warn us before making a decision that will dramatically alter our life. The important thing is knowing that we all need good counsel. We need others to be with us while we navigate through situations of life that we may not be accustomed to. Now, that doesn't make us weak that we're seeking advice. It makes us wise and it makes us strong. Now, wisdom number three. This comes from Phil Jackson when he said this. You're only a success at the moment you perform a successful act. Some of us try to live off successful acts from five, ten years ago. But I believe that every day we can have some form of success. Every day you can perform an act of success that will not only help you, but also help someone else. Why do you think that every act of success must be something big or grandiose? Today, your act of success could be going for that 30 minute walk you've been putting off. Today, your act of success could be mustering up the courage to apply for a new job. Every day can bring success. Don't live off of something you did months ago, years ago. Yesterday's gone. All you have is today. So make today your masterpiece. Now, another nugget of wisdom is this. You don't have to like someone to respect them. Jordan admitted in a documentary he still doesn't like Isaiah Thomas. But just because he doesn't like him, that doesn't mean he can't respect them. We all have the capability to respect everybody. Just because someone doesn't believe in what we believe, that doesn't mean we can't respect them. And yeah, they may have different beliefs, but guess what? That's their life. You don't have to live it and you don't have to like it, but you can respect an individual who is different from you. Again, I said this earlier and I'm going to say it again. Respect is key, but you know what else? Respect is a two-way street. If you want to get it, you've got to give it. Now, nugget of wisdom number five. Remember that no human being is spotless. In this episode, we started seeing some of the backlash that Jordan faced as his fame grew bigger and bigger, specifically with Jordan not vouching for an African-American candidate who was running for the Senate. And sure enough, there were some people who started talking about how Jordan doesn't care about the African-American community. And there were some people who said that Jordan will never be remembered or respected like Muhammad Ali. But that's the thing. All Jordan could do was be who he was. And if that's not what some people wanted, then so be it. But check this out. No one is perfect. So know this. I want you to know this. That person, that leader, that social media influencer, or even your parent or someone in your family that you're close to that you admire. Well, guess what? That person isn't spotless. And also know this. You aren't spotless either because no human being is spotless. And that fact should be enough for us to show grace to ourselves and to each other, because at some point or another, we're all going to struggle and we're all going to fall short in some area of our lives. Now, the last nugget of wisdom comes from Jordan when he said this, when you get to the top, it's good to be admired. But remember the ultimate goal. Now, this one goes specifically to leaders. All right. And a leader, again, remember this. This is my definition of a leader. A leader is any person who has a following. Right. If you have anybody who looks up to you, bam, you're a leader. So you can have one person following you or you can have a million people. But if you have someone looking up to you, you're a leader. So know this. All right. All my leaders out there, you're going to get admirers when you reach a certain pinnacle. And it's good to be praised. It's good to be recognized. But don't forget your mission. Don't forget your why. 
don't forget, hey, this is the reason why I'm doing the work. Don't forget why you became a leader. Don't forget why you became a principal. Don't forget why you became a teacher. Don't forget why you started that business. It wasn't for the fame. It wasn't for the glory. It was because you felt that was your calling. So remember the ultimate goal. Remember your mission. And remember that true success is never about you. Now, let's talk about lessons drawn from episode five. Number one, be a visionary. I love the story of David Falk, Michael Jordan's agent, and how he had this vision that he wanted to take a team sport player like Michael Jordan and treat him like a golfer, a boxer, or a tennis player. He wanted Jordan to be a brand. So even when general managers questioned why he would do that, even when Converse said, "Mm, we don't envision Jordan being at the top of our brand, We have too many players already. We have Bird. We have Magic. Sorry, Michael. Even when Adidas couldn't visualize making a shoe for Michael, and Michael wanted Adidas, by the way, but they couldn't see how they could do a shoe for him. But I love that there was someone behind the scenes for Michael who had a vision. Because, man, the power of a visionary, the power of someone who can imagine possibilities And so that's what I want to encourage you to be a visionary because a visionary sees things when others don't. All right. So others just may see that things could go wrong, but a visionary sees, man, nah, there's great possibilities right there. Visionaries see the big picture and they know that there's a process. So even when something goes wrong, guess what? Visionaries don't quit because they stand firm to their vision. They know that in due time, their vision will come to pass. Visionaries are not afraid of failure because even when they fail, they know that failure is bringing them one step closer to living out their vision. Failures are part of the process. So what vision do you have for yourself? Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? What vision do you have for your family? What experiences do you want to give to them? What vision do you have for your organization? As the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. People die. Maybe not physically, but people stop living when they have nothing they're aiming towards to. So what's your vision? Lesson number two, figure out how to win the game. In this episode, BJ Armstrong talked about how in 1992, he feels Jordan was at the pinnacle, was at the apex of his career. Because in 1992, that's when Jordan mastered how to win the game. Did you hear that? Not play the game but win the game. Some of us know how to play the game. Some of us know that life is better when we put forth action and that life is better and that life is more complete when we play the game and we're not just spectators. But here's the thing. Better things start happening when you figure out how to win the game of life. Now, because of this pandemic, I've started playing video games. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't really want to admit that. But yeah, I started playing video games again because I wanted something to do with my daughter, Izzy. And I mean, man, if we were going to be locked in our house for, you know, however long, you know, I just there's only so much Disney TV we can watch. There's only so much Fuller House on Netflix that we can watch. But anyways, thank thank God, right, that my my nephew had an Xbox that he wasn't using anymore. So He gave me his Xbox and I bought FIFA because, again, my daughter loves soccer. So we've been playing FIFA, the soccer game on an Xbox. 
And again, I haven't played in years. I haven't played since I was a teenager, right? But what I found out was that the more I play, the more I figure out how to win. And when I win, the game is more enjoyable. And so I'm wanting to teach my daughter the same thing. I want her to learn how to win the game because when you win, you feel a lot better. But here's the thing with my daughter, right? My little 11-year-old baby girl. What she tried to do was when she was losing to me, because, yeah, I don't let my daughter win, y'all. All right. When she was losing to me, guess what she wanted to do? She wanted to restart the game. But I didn't let her do that because that's not how the game is played. In fact, I told her, you don't quit just because things aren't going your way. Now, this this is life lessons, right? Life lessons through an Xbox. You don't you don't quit because things aren't going your way. Now, forget that you keep playing because you never know you may come back and win. In fact, you can come back and win. So, Isabella, I don't want you to think that when things in your life aren't going your way, that you can simply quit. Nah, baby girl, keep fighting. Figure out how to win the game. And so today, today, I want to tell you the same thing. Keep fighting and figure out how to win. Learn from your losses. Learn from your knockdowns. And as Les Brown once said, if you can look up, you can get up. Lesson number three, fill your life with experiences. In this episode, we saw that Jordan was hesitant about playing in Barcelona in the 92 Olympics and being part of the dream team. But I'm sure now, after everything that transpired in Barcelona, that Jordan's glad he was part of the team because life is simply more enjoyable, too, when you fill it with experiences and great memories. The camaraderie that the Dream Team built is something I'm sure that all of the Dream Team will remember. The practices that they had, the history that they created. You can't replace things like that. So I encourage you to make it a point to experience things that you want to experience. Now, I know right now we're on lockdown, but when we get out of this, travel, learn a new hobby, try a new restaurant out, do something you've always wanted to do, take a risk, say it's time. Because as Eleanor Roosevelt once said, the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly without fear for newer and richer experience. Now, the last lesson from episode five is this focus on you. As I mentioned earlier, this is the episode where Jordan started catching some flack from the media and the African-American community. But all he could do was focus on his goals to be the best he could be because there were more championships he wanted to win. There were more things he wanted to accomplish, and that could only happen if he focused on himself and his progress, if he focused on perfecting his craft, on becoming a better basketball player. See, you have to understand that as you're going after your goals, you're not going to please everybody. In fact, some of the things that you do and accomplish will never be enough for some of the people in your life. They'll dismiss you, They'll downplay your success, but that's why your focus shouldn't be on them. Don't focus on the critics, the naysayers, the doubters. The focus should be on you. Stop caring so much about what others think about you. Again, you're not going to please everybody. Focus on you and becoming the best person you can be. So love yourself. Care for yourself. Celebrate yourself because there is good in you. And that's never negated simply because someone else doesn't see it. Focus on you. 
Now we're going to transition to episode six of The Last Dance. And off the bat, the first thing that stood out to me was how in 1998, Jordan was tired. Most people want fame. Yet, if you ask a famous person what they want, a number of them would tell you that what they want is anonymity. Because of his accomplishments, there was no way Jordan was ever going to experience anonymity again. And so in this episode, we saw that while most people wanted to be like Michael Jordan, most people had little to no idea what it was like to be Michael Jordan. And at some point, something that's so good, such as fame and prestige, man, at some point it can become a burden for some. And again, that's where we find Jordan at the beginning of this episode. Another thing that stood out to me was how only two NBA franchises had won three championships in a row in the early 1990s. And so that's what MJ was going for because three championships in a row was a separator. As Jordan said, Isaiah, he won two. Magic won two. I won two. But now let me get the third championship. So right there, you see MJ and the Bulls setting and going after another goal. Now, the next thing that stood out to me were the New York Knicks of the early 90s and the style of basketball that they played. I think one of them mentioned how it's not really a foul until you bleed. <laughs> Tell you, man, the game has changed. But also, I like seeing, and I, I'm sorry that I have to admit this, but look, man, I, I give props where props are due. That John Stark stunk, yo, that John Stark stunk against the Bulls was pretty good. Now, next thing that stood out to me in this episode was the emphasis on Jordan and his gambling habits. And they mentioned, right, they mentioned how Jordan went to Atlantic City with his dad after a playoff game with the Knicks and how the Bulls lost because Jordan cared more about gambling than he did about playing basketball. So in this episode, we see the media and the pressure that they were putting on Jordan. In fact, one of the guys that was interviewed said that in Chicago, if Mike eats pepperoni, the media burps. But then again, that's the price of fame. That's the price that Jordan had to pay for being this global icon. Right. So now another thing that stood out was how this pressure started affecting Jordan so much that for two weeks he chose not to speak to the media. But when he came back and he called on his buddy Ahmad Rashad, who I can't believe is 70 years old. Ahmad Rashad is 70 years old. But if you look at the guy, he looks like he's 40. But when Jordan decided to talk to the media, Jordan did it in the Jordan way with the Jordan swag and he had his shades on. So anyways, the last thing that stood out to me was Jordan and the Bulls going for the three-peat and Jordan finding fuel to motivate him to win another championship. And the one thing that Jordan used as motivation in the 1993 NBA Finals was the fact that Charles Barkley had won the season MVP award. But Jordan said, you can have that MVP. I'll take the NBA Finals MVP. I'm telling you, man, Jordan was a killer. And while the Suns and Barkley played some good games against the Bulls, in the end, Chicago won again and secured their third championship in a row. And I like what Charles Barkley said after his team lost. There's no shame in losing to Jordan. Now, let's talk about wisdom gained from episode six. Number one, some people will always look to find dirt. I'm talking about Sam Smith and the book he wrote about Michael Jordan called The Jordan Rules and how it portrayed Jordan as a bully to his teammates and how he had some issues with gambling. And in watching the documentary, Sam Smith himself said that, guess what? People got tired of the Michael Jordan, always smiling, McDonald's, Gatorade. People wanted dirt. And guess what? When people want to find dirt, something not good, they'll always find it. In fact, 
Let's make this personable and applicable to you. If someone looks really hard enough to find the dirt in your life, they're going to find it because someone will always find something they don't like about you. As I said earlier, you can't please everybody. People who are hell bent on finding dirt on you will find it. Even if they have to go way back in your past, they'll do it because some people just hate seeing others thrive and succeed. Now, nugget number two, when you do you, not everyone will be on your side. I love what Jordan said. They were asking him about his gambling habits. And he said, look, I didn't violate a law. I didn't violate a rule or policy. I violated people's expectations. But my gambling is not going to affect my basketball. Jordan said he violated people's expectations because, yes, people have expectations of what you should do, of how you should do it. And when you don't live up to those expectations, that's when people turn on you. What makes this truth hard is that sometimes the people we love the most are the ones who have certain expectations for us, like our parents or family members who want us to do certain things or they want us to do things their way. But sometimes their way doesn't align with what we want or have envisioned for our life. And so what do we do then? My advice is this. If you really thought things through and you know that the thing which you want to pursue is not going to hurt you or hurt others, then you do you. Yeah, you're going to disappoint some people. But again, it's because you're not living up to their expectations. But life isn't about living up to other people's expectations. Life is about living up to your expectations. So what is it that you expect from yourself? When all is said and done, you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror and be content with the person looking right back at you. But you'll never be able to be content if you live your life just trying to please others. Now, nugget of wisdom number three. This comes from Ahmad Rashad. Some people will build you up to tear you down. For some people, it's okay if you win as long as you don't keep winning. For some people, it's okay if you succeed as long as you don't keep succeeding. Some people can't stand to see you shine. So know that, but keep shining anyways. Wisdom number four, experience makes you better. Now know this, know that everything you're going through right now, every pain, every heartache, every disappointment, every setback, every victory, every experience makes you better because you gain strength, you gain intelligence, and you gain confidence. In this episode, the Bulls were going for their third straight championship. And so they knew, they knew what they had to do. They weren't unprepared because their experience had them ready. Some of you are scared to try new things because you're afraid. What if I fell? But if you knew that you taking that first step and trying, that those are the things, those are the experience that actually cause you to grow and get better. Failure is going to happen. But what's more important is how you deal with failure. Experience can teach you that if you failed once but got back up, guess what? You can fail again and get back up. Wisdom number five. Be careful in celebrating your victories too early. I'm all about anticipation and believing in things before they get here, but always make sure to get the job done before you celebrate too much. And I got that because the city of Chicago, they were excited. The Bulls were on the verge of eliminating the Suns in the NBA Finals. And so the people of Chicago had signs on the window as though the Bulls had already won. But the problem with that is that they hadn't won yet. In fact, the Bulls lost the next game. Now, ultimately, the Bulls did win. But again, be careful and celebrate too early because all it takes is for one single moment that you let up to change the whole situation. So finish the job and then celebrate. 
Don't be happy simply because you started the race. Be happy when you finish the race. Now, let's talk about the lessons from episode six. Number one, know that fame has a price. I know that there are several people out there that want to be famous. They want many followers, but realize that fame has a price. Jordan had to sacrifice his social life where he couldn't go to a mall. He couldn't go to a grocery store. He couldn't walk down the streets of Chicago or any city for that matter because of his fame. So if fame is your goal, then understand that there is an exchange that you must pay. No more will you be afforded the privacy that you once had. In fact, several artists and famous people have commented that their fame led them to a life of isolation and sometimes even depression. And you would think that with all that money, how could, how could they be depressed? Well, that just goes to show you that money doesn't guarantee happiness. So what would you really profit if you gain everything, but yet have to lose your privacy, have to lose, you know, the things that you were able to do before just whenever you wanted? I'm not telling you being famous is bad. I'm just saying that it has a price. Lesson number two, what happens in your personal life shouldn't affect you in your professional life. Now, stay with me on this one, because I know there are some people who are wincing as they heard that. And there are some people who will say, well, if something is really troubling me, how am I supposed to work? But the truth is, there's still a job for you to do. And you have the responsibility to give it your all at your job, even when things aren't right personally. The Jordan Rules book exposed a lot about Michael Jordan that many people didn't know about. And the book weighed heavily on him. But when it was time for him to do work on the court, Jordan did it because that's what he was supposed to do. You can't stop giving it your all just because things aren't perfect. I remember telling my students one time that my responsibility and really my obligation to them and to myself is for me to come into that lecture hall and teach my heart out regardless if I was going through something at home. I told them that they wouldn't have to worry about that because I was in that lecture hall to teach them. And trust me, I have found myself in a situation where my personal life was falling apart and I was driving to a speaking engagement or I was driving to school with tears in my eyes. But when I grabbed the mic or when I stepped into the school, it was time to do work because I knew that there, there, whether I felt good or not, there I had a job to do and I had a call to fulfill. And you have a job to do. And I know how difficult it can be when things around you seem to be crumbling down, but let your job be the place where if only for a few hours you can escape and serve others. But also, I don't want to be insensitive to what you may be going through. So if you're struggling to give it your best at work because of personal situations, then I want to encourage you to find some help. Again, this has been a theme on today's podcast. Asking for help does not make you weak. Lesson number three. Recognize the power in transparency. Transparency is the ability to be real and truthful about your life. I love when Jordan told an interviewer that people want an appearance of all being pure and of a person that doesn't make mistakes. But guess what? That person doesn't exist. People respect you more when you're real and transparent, when you can admit that you don't know everything or that you don't have everything worked out in your life. I pride myself on being transparent. I don't ever want to give you this false image that I got all things figured out. See, we're all on the same journey of self-discovery. And so I share with you my struggles as well as my successes, because in my journey, you better believe that there are both struggles and successes. So don't see transparency as a weakness. See it as a strength and see it as the quality that makes you authentic and real. Lesson number four, use adversity for motivation. Everything that we saw Jordan face in episode six, he used as motivation. 
the media pressure, the gambling scrutiny, the book being stabbed behind the back, people turning on him because he didn't live up to their expectations. And even the fact that some people wanted his downfall, all that adversity, he used it for motivation. You will experience adversity in your life. Difficulties and hardships will come, but it's often the hardest times of your life that will lead you to the greatest moments in your life. If you don't quit, if you use the trouble as fuel to keep going, because you know that whatever it is that you're going through does not have to kill you. In fact, when you choose to believe that what you're going through is actually helping you, because when you come out of that hardship, you're going to come out stronger and wiser, that the conflicts of your life are not there to cause you to shrink. They're there to cause you to grow. When you know that, you'll know that, man, adversity, it doesn't have to be my downfall. Adversity doesn't have to make me fall. Adversity can be my motivation. It can be my fuel. Because again, there is a lesson in every experience and the smart person knows that. Now, the last lesson from episode number six, leaders inspire. One suit. That's what Jordan told his Chicago Bulls teammates he was packing in 1993 when they had to travel to Phoenix to close out the NBA finals. One suit. Yeah, I know we can play two games, but nah, we're winning the championship in the next game. So all I'm packing is one suit. That type of confidence is infectious. If I heard that my leader is saying that, man, we can win the next game, then I can believe that too, because true leadership inspires others. If you're a leader and you're not inspiring those around you, ask yourself, why is that the case? As a leader, it's your duty to inspire and bring out the best in people who follow you. As a leader, it's your job to build your followers with confidence and consistently tell them that they are stronger than they can imagine. So your kids who see and run to you after work, how will you inspire them? Your staff who puts their trust in you on a daily basis, how will you inspire them? The students that you're responsible for, how will you inspire them? Leadership is more than a title. Leadership is inspiring and empowering others to hope more, dream more, do more, and live more. That wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Crystallis. I hope that the wisdom and the lessons shared in this episode spoke to you in some way or another. I hope that wherever you find yourself right now, you realize that you do not have to live up to anyone's expectations because true happiness lies in staying true to yourself. Thank you again for joining me on another episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to rate and review the podcast as well. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to press that follow button. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I look forward to coming back and talking about episodes seven and eight of The Last Dance. But until then, remember this, your mission is now. So remain mission driven. Today, you can inspire someone. Today, you can be somebody's blessing. Today, you can make someone smile. So as always, I wish you faith, hope, love.